Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast. Well, welcome. I'm Jared Ketterman. Kyle Voss. You are listening to the number one podcast in the world. Not really. At least the state of South Carolina. Maybe. That should be something we should check on. We will be. Let's work on that. We should do data to see how many podcasts there are by geography. So I was looking today, kind of searching through the podcast stuff, doing the podcast thing. And there is a top 100. I think this was on iHeartRadio, maybe. Okay. I was like, ooh, we need, we need to do that. We need to make that top 100 podcast. And I was looking through them. A lot of them, you know. You know, I had the Gary V's and the... Bradley's. Bradley. Uh, who else was on there? Anyway, there was, a, there was a bunch of them I knew, but there was a ton of them that I didn't know. And some of the topics, I was like... Yeah, can't be that big. Can yeah. It? When we talked about doing this, I just typed in South Carolina, click podcast yeah. on Spotify, and look, there's some um, ghost hunters, ghost stories, yeah. history of South Carolina, um, backroom and bourbon that does the politics. They are just crushing it yeah. in, the, in Columbia. Great idea. Great podcast, yeah, actually. Yeah. That is a good high end, yeah. high end people on there. But uh, I like. I was on the fence about calling it South Cape because I thought we'd put it in a niche market, but we're just based in South Carolina. That's Doesn't right. mean our topics are going to go to not talking about England. That's right. Or yeah, yeah. Well, I think me and George you kind of decided that hey, or we'd love to kind of give uh, people in South Carolina businesses in South Carolina mm-hmm. some 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 ears, I guess, yeah. if we could if we could. An but, outlet. Yeah, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. We're just basically representing. And we, we will do that. Yeah, we right. will, we will be doing that. So let's uh, let's talk about. Um, you just posted the first episode yesterday. The audio, first audio episode. Yeah, so it was really cool. Really cool to see it on Spotify itself. You know, as a searchable item. You know, sent yeah. out to Hugh, which was our first guest, and uh, listened to that last night. And uh, Hugh is back in Little we, Rock. We got to critique ourselves <laughs> on all the stuff we didn't do. Mm-hmm. Right, or the stories we missed. We did miss a story, but it's uh, what I love about this. And as we grow our listener base, they'll go back to these beginning ones and go, "Man, they had no clue yeah. what they were." Listen, doing. we're never going to have a clue. No, no, no which is it's great. All right. That's what makes it. That's what makes it what it is. Which is great. So this will be podcast episode two, and you're in on the ground floor here. So if you're listening to this and you want to sponsor our podcast, reach out to that's us. That's right. Oh, we have an email address now. We do have yes. an email address. SouthCACpod at gmail.com. I love that. SouthCACpod Pod at gmail.com. So shoot us an email. Let us know. Uh, give us, uh, let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what guest you want to see on here. And let us know if you would like to sponsor an episode. Or yep. if you own a business we, or have a very interesting hobby, hit us up. We'd love this, to talk about it. At this point, it. we basically work for beer. It so, would help. Yep. Yeah. We can just pay our beer tab. Yeah, we already own the on the real estate. So yeah, pay the beer tab. Do you want to do our fake commercial? <laughs> it's not a fake commercial, but this uh, is Liz <laughs> from Western Co. Taproom. If you're looking for a great selection of craft beer, friendly customer service, and a great outdoor space, come see us in Wahala, South Carolina. Wahala, South Carolina. That's Thank right. you, Liz. Yep. So I mean it's fake because we ain't really getting paid for that. Not yet. Not We're trying. Yet. We're working on it. Well, as soon as we do get a paid sponsor, Liz and Weston Co. ad goes away because they're not a paid sponsor, no, or they're going to have to match. It, that's what I'm saying. If we can get them mm-hmm. 
to pay, then yep. hey. That's right. See, we're, see, the key is here, folks, you create the ad for a business you're trying to sell, and then you can take them the finished product and say, look, hey, this is what it sounds like. Matter of fact, you've already got a little clout. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like you need to? Yeah, here's what aggravated me. So I had, uh, I had a business owner in here, and they were really like, oh, my gosh, this is the coolest setup ever. You're going to crush it. You're going to get so many listeners. I was like, well, how would you like to advertise for X amount of dollars a month? And it, I, let's say I'll call it 25 bucks a month. Yeah. And the first question they asked, well, what's your listener base? Yeah. I don't have to sell you on my listener base. I'm selling you on $25 a month because when our listener base goes up, you're there the is no $25 a month spots. Yeah. It's $250 a month. Yeah. But your ad will always stay on our podcast regardless. Oh, you gave them a lifetime deal. No, but if their ad is on episode two or oh, you're three. Saying, I got you. You're saying it's out there. That's right. It's yeah, yeah. going to be out there no matter what. I think about that on the YouTube space a lot. Yeah. You know, when those when I do those commercials, because I'm like, that lives forever. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, those folks are paying a premium for whatever they're doing. Ad wise, initially, mm-hmm. but man, and I don't even know if they realize it. Man, if, you, if if I created a cranking video, that and I guess that's the gamble too. Like, you know, you create a video that goes viral versus yeah. something that doesn't go viral. Regardless, though, a video lives forever, potentially. Hopefully, yeah, and they mm-hmm. get that you know over and over. It'd be it kind of like it'd be like um, be like. Coke saying, hey, we'll advertise on uh, Super Bowl 85. No, because that, because that's, you can't go watch, I don't know that you can go you rewatch. Can, now. can you? On YouTube. I, I was thinking more like Big Bang or something. I got you. And we're going to place an ad on Big Bang and then for years, or Friends or mm-hmm. Seinfeld, you name it, for years, that ad has to live on that, no matter where it goes, whoever buys the content. Which is why they do ad, they do product placement now, because that's kind of how that works. So let's talk about this for a minute. Let's talk about advertising. Okay. When it's important, when it's not important, when is it irrelevant, when will it not be irrelevant? Where, where is it going? How it's changed? I've got friends in the radio industry. I've got friends <clears throat> in the newspaper industry. I've got friends in the YouTube uh, space, and now we're currently in the podcast space, right? Yeah. So the media options are still all there. And I keep telling my newspaper friend, I was like, man, one day print is going to die. And he's like, one day, but we're not there yet. Yeah, we're still and making money. That's yeah. right. So, but the advertising space, right? You buy in bulk, you get a cheaper rate. Radio ad is super cheap. And then social media came out. I think Facebook was the first to say, here's what a sponsored ad does. And here's how much it is. And then when you really dig into demographics, and I can pinpoint who listens to yeah. me, who likes the stuff yep. that I like or whatever I'm trying to sell them, and it's pennies on the dollar. Yep. Right? Yep. Now you got TikTok and Insta and all that stuff. You can still you still boost, quote unquote, boost ads. You can. You can um, create what they call dark post. Mm-hmm. So you could create a, a Southcac.com uh, dark post on your Facebook. Nobody would see it. Your organic followers wouldn't see it. No, that's right. But it would be a boosted post that, that would be used as advertisement. Not duplicating to my current following. Right. And your following, your following won't be like, what are you, why are you sending this to me? Right. Why am I seeing this? Because right. it would kind of be. When I opened up the outdoor store first, that was the first business I put on, on Main Street uh, for Wahala. And, I mean, media outlets came out of the woodwork. 
hey, we're with such and such radio station. I can give you 30 slots for 30, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Hey, yeah. we're with the newspaper. Would you like the front page and the middle page? And, the, and yeah. I'm just full, going, I'm full just, page. and so, especially for new business, right? I want the, I want the centerfold. So, you yeah, or, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. depending on the publication, right? <laughs> Maybe. Um, but especially for new business, when is it important to advertise? <clears throat> and do you wait till you start? Do you start advertising beforehand? Yeah. You know, we would call it hype, right? Yeah. Coming soon. Um, do you keep advertising going on? I read somewhere, this was years ago, so I don't know if the data is going to be relevant anymore. But a person had to drive down the interstate and see a, or, or the road and see a billboard seven times before, before their brain actually went, oh, I can get a slushy at the Please You. Yeah. Like they're driving to work every day and they see the same billboard, but yeah. you have to see it seven times or you have to hear it on the radio seven times. Seven was a number. See, I think... Now I think, now I think that's changed. Oh yeah, well I, I can see an ad I've never seen before, and I'll actually stop. And if it's relevant to my content, which it scares me, how relevant ads are becoming. Yes, uh, we will see ads based on what. That's exactly yep. right. AI's I will stop. In. Billboards don't have. Well, ads. I think the the big advantage to social via or versus uh, billboards is that you can quantify what you're doing. So as a business owner, if you want to advertise, you put a build-up board up. You don't know how many people have seen it. You don't know how no, many. That's right. You don't know how many people is. All you have is traffic count. So you get you have traffic count, but, but that doesn't mean eyeball count. That's right. They could be looking at their speedometer when they go down. They could be looking at their phone, <laughs> which I mean, is worse. Is, yes. Right. Yeah. And you don't know how many of those people actually went to your venue from seeing that billboard or purchased something from you from seeing that billboard, sure. right? Versus that. Even if it was less. Well, newspapers, magazines, anything other than digital social media. You can't, uh, can't quantify it. You can, and here's how we figured out to do that. If I ran one ad in a specific magazine, and I put, uh, we have some Airbnbs upstairs called Lofts Over Main. And if I put loftsovermain.com, you know, you can follow us there. Mm -hmm. I can't quantify it. But if I put Lofts Over, Lofts Over Main 2, yeah, or change the .com that routes back to our main .com. Right. I can, I, I know. I you only can see used, traffic back. I only used it in that ad in Southern Living, and they used that website. Yeah, and we got bookings from that. So I get that on the print side. I get that you get you can see how many people went back. That's right, but that doesn't necessarily. So that's kind of better than a billboard, mm -hmm. but still not as good because you don't know how many of those people actually booked, right? And it's harder to get people to go to a website versus a click. Yeah. Like if it was just a click ad, you could see how many clicks. Oh, yeah. I think data is. Not only that. Hold on. Not only that, well, through the website, you don't know the demographic of those people that came and looked at that website. No, that's right. You just know that they came. That's right. Versus you use a Facebook or an Instagram or anything else ad, you know the demographic. You know how much what the average salary for that demographic is the well, you age you fill in the blanks the area that's what you who you want to see your ad right well the good thing is is you could place an ad like that say on social for the lofts you could do it just locally so you know you're only getting local folks seeing it you could monitor clicks through that they're going to record demographic uh information information age sex area what their interests are all those mm -hmm. things right and then what you could find is if you figure out who was most likely to click that to check it out, then you could just market those people. That's right. Versus spending, that's the other thing about a billboard. You're, you're, 
you're putting it out there, you're spending the money, and 90% of people that see it have no interest in your product because they're not the right demographic. That's right. Right? That's right. Newspaper is kind of the same way. Then why do people still spend millions and millions of dollars advertising in, in print, radio, and billboard? It's a great question. It's a great question. I think a lot of it's old school. Definitely. Like people don't realize, people don't realize when they click an ad on Instagram that the person who put that on ad on there gets can basically get all the information of that person, mm-hmm. not individually, but as mm-hmm. a group. And so, when you're starting a business and you're not that keen on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or mm-hmm. or just digital advertising in general, that's not going to be your first thing to think about, right? You're going to go. You're going to think about newspaper, radio, whatever. And then you have these folks that are knocking doors selling you on that kind of stuff too. Oh, right. I hear it all the time on the radio. Uh, the radio will post ads trying to get you to advertise on the radio. And it says, we have more listeners mm-hmm. via whoever, mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but people don't understand is 90% of those people don't care about your product because they're putting it out there to everybody. Mm-hmm. So you're spending, so even if it's cheaper, we'll just make it round numbers. Say uh, to advertise in your area on the radio, it costs you a hundred bucks for your business for whatever. And say only 10% of that is actual potential customers, which means you're paying 10X, really. You should be paying a thousand for that. You'd be paying a thousand dollars for that 10% because the rest of it's going to waste. Versus on digital, you can actually target your customer for hundred bucks, and you get a hundred percent of your customers, versus only getting ten percent. You get a hundred percent of interest. May not result in sales or bookings, but you get a hundred percent of the demographic your, that is interested in your product. It's your target demographic. Right. Do you it's remember your, the direct mailers used to come in the newspapers or uh, free? The when I got the Win Dixie ads, you got all these yep. Direct TV, Go right in the trash. Mail, like yep. whatever. Um, I get them for cigars now. The numbers on that. One percent, one percent. If, if you do, if you put out a hundred of those, you're probably going to get one customer. Yeah. And if it's you're cheap not enough, ninety nine. If it's cheap enough, it works. Billboards. If it's cheap enough, it works. Mm-hmm. Radio, newspaper. If it's cheap enough, it works. But what people have to realize is that if you're if you're putting an ad in the newspaper or on the radio, you can't look at the numbers of of newspaper readers or listeners because that doesn't matter. It's just consistency. Well, what you got to realize is there's a small percentage of that it's actually your customers. And that's where digital comes in because you can actually spend that same dollar amount and get just your customers, potential customers, versus mm-hmm. you're on you know, the radio or, or newspaper or billboard, whatever sure. it is. You're not getting your customers. 90% of that is people aren't even paying attention to it. And then how, how long do we have? I, so I think about it with the dock. You see the dock companies around yeah, here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Every, they're getting a ton of traffic. How many of those people are actually in, in the market to buy a dock? How many of those, first of all, live on the lake? One. And then need a dock, too. At that price point. <laughs> At that price point. <laughs> That's right. right. So it's like kind of a waste if you think about it because so many people see it. Now, there is, there is what you call brand awareness, which I believe in as well. Not if they're spending their marketing budget, which should be an equation of sales. Right. They're gonna, right. They have to market at some point. But technically, what you could do, you could take that same ad you could put it in some form of media, social media, right? Just target people that live on the lake, that make X amount of dollars. Like you can set. Um, we need to bring in 
Now I don't know the. I know a little. I know enough about this stuff to be dangerous. Sure. There's so much I don't know. We're gonna bring in uh, Brandon from the radio station. Have him as a guest. That'd to be talk awesome. About. Uh, and we can bring in one of the guys. That'd be rad. Journal. That'd be rad. Do yeah. that and then like bounce. Yeah. Theirs versus. What I'd like to see is what. That's exactly. Yeah. Who are you losing due to social media? Yeah. Or the iPhone or Android? Well, there. You know, a lot of people don't spend time on their phone. Too. That's always a. Or you don't know where they're at. For instance, if you were selling docks, and you were trying to target somebody living on the lake, who needed a dock, who had the money. You know, you kind of mm-hmm. hit all those boxes. What if they're not on Instagram? Mm-hmm. What if it's the older demographic? Right. What if yeah. they're not on Facebook? Yeah. Where are they? They're driving down the road seeing a Looking billboard. Looking billboard or listening to the radio. So maybe, you know. And FM has certainly combated it or had its own issues, right? Satellite radio came out yeah. and FM, little small town stations. If we didn't have what, what we call the uh, flea market yeah. on the radio at 2 o'clock every day. Free, go- free goats. That's right. And, uh, you know, that's where they get, you know, their advertising block actually gets more expensive. Yeah. Right before or right after the flea market. So I don't want to get off subject, but. Do you think WGOG could be bought? And for how much? I think it can be. I think everything can be bought. Well, of course. So what we learned, uh, we tried to actually buy a radio station in another state, North Carolina. Yeah. I learned more about radio going through this process. And what I learned was it is all advertising dollars. Yeah. Without advertising dollars, there is no business. No, you yeah. don't get paid to spend You're right. old Aaron Tiffin record. Not only that, it costs you. You get, and I love Aaron Tiffin, by the way, but do you, you don't have to pay to run the funeral service ad. Do, you you know, not, or, do they not have to pay per song, too? Isn't there like a... Uh, so there's some companies out there like CDX, if you're going to want your spins. You actually pay CDX, and CDX pushes it out. But gotcha. It's hard to get independent artists on FM radio. Small small towns are way different than like WESC out of Greenville yeah. that are owned by corporate. They're going to be like, okay, that's cool, but we're, we're not, not doing putting that. them in rotation. Yeah. And if you ever listen to FM radio, you're hearing the same 20 songs all day. That's right. Is if that you're pay, an eight-hour pay to play? In the factory, then How's you're, that working? You're hearing that. Tell me, Mr. Music Man. I don't know. Pay to play? I don't know. Sometimes. No, you know. Sometimes. Yeah. Because, you know, I hear, and I'm not going to mention any names, I hear the same, especially when they're new. That song is played over, and I'm like, you know what? It was the destruction of Wagon Wheel. Are they? Are no they, question. Are they, somebody's behind the scenes boosting that. That's right. They're saying, hey, we're going to pay you X. We need that song played X amount of times a Could day. Be. You know, and we'll pay for it. That's our advertising dollars because yeah. we know this song can be huge or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Interesting. Anyway, I always thought, I, I kind of drove by there the other day, and I was like. So I looked into it. I was like, that's a cool place. So it's not. Like, how rad would it be to have your own radio station? It's not a guy. So that's we looked at one guy who had one frequency in North Carolina. Yeah. And so I was talking to the owner of that frequency of the FCC, and he was willing to sell. And yeah. we were running the numbers. We wanted, like, I saw the opportunity here. And then I had the same exact question. Well, what about my own local radio station? Can it be bought? What we learned was a corporate group owns, owns it. several radio stations. That's one of them in their bucket. So whether they'd be willing to sell or not. And what yeah. the idea was when we started going down this road is if I can put it in one of the empty spaces on Main Street, put the speakers at the corner. Yeah, just like that in Seneca. And just roll roll yeah. it out. Yeah. You know, and then you can walk by and see the DJ. Hey, you know. Yeah. And, you know, would so, you like to hear something special? <laughs> yeah. Put your TRL in Wahala. Yes. Yes. 
everybody standing in the you know yes exactly like three people (laughs) yeah hey hey, mom yeah we can do it live broadcast video and why don't we do that we should do it hey you got a building you got a building building. (laughs) we should just turn it into the podcast studio live Dude, we, we should explore that. Yeah. We definitely need sponsorship money. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. If we could, I'll say this, if we could raise enough sponsorship money to cover what I need out of that building, okay. I would 100% do, do that. that. I'm trying to think how you could, how you could, so this is what I think is going to happen. So we talk about opportunity all the time. I got my eyes watering in the lab as well. <laughs> um, and the fact that I don't think radio goes away because you need something to be doing going on the road. I mean, I, you know, people listen to podcasts and they do whatever, but there's always going to be music. That's right. Music is like the lifeblood of everything. Pe- people, right? Mm-hmm. Now, maybe it goes away from radio stations and everybody just starts streaming it. I mean, I go to the gym. I'm not listening to radio. I have my own playlist. You got a playlist that you curated, curated, yep. curated and, just and to help you. It work depends out. on the mood I'm in, That's what right. I'm listening to, and all that stuff. I mean, I think so many people are like that, and. Maybe as the younger generation gets older, radio kind of goes away to some extent. But I think what's going to happen is it gets reinvented. Well, spot it. So the reinvention of our well, generation no, I, was Spotify. I'm talking about radio, though, not music. Mm. So what you're saying is mm. the music kind of was reinvented. Now mm-hmm. you can get it from Spotify or Alexa. Well, the or, way we listen to music right, was reinvented. Right. That's right. But I think there's going to be a place for radio. Like FM, whatever, whatever, you name sure. the station. Will still be around. It'll just be sound a little bit different than it's. It's really windy outside. Took an umbrella down. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. It's. Uh, I think it's going to be reinvented in a way that is useful. That's not in its current version, and maybe that does include some music. But if you could figure, I think there's an opportunity there if you figure it out. I mean, let's be real. Who listens to WGOG? You'd be surprised. Well, and I could, I could be surprised. You would be surprised. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't like pick on them in general. It's a great small, station. Yeah, small, small town. Glad we've got it. Small, and I'm glad we got it too. Small town radio stations, though. We're talking about when I say small town, like four thousand under. Is that what their listener base is? No, but uh, it's based out of this town, sort of, right? So yeah. Wahoo is a small town, and they have their but own. But they have a reach well, all Senate, the way. Senate, in, Senate has their own. But their their direct circle is, you know, into Tacoma. You know, it goes into Georgia. Yeah. Comes a little bit in North Carolina. If you they can't be that in the right spot. Yeah, that's right. So not not you know not saying and maybe those will always be around. I don't know. I think there'll always be a place for that kind of stuff for local. And maybe it's like, turns into like talk show style stuff or live broadcasting live from county council meeting, you know, whatever. I don't know how that works out, but I think there'll always be a place for it. But what? And how is that going to change? Or do you take something like that? What does AFM become the VHS tape? Does it just disappear? Does yeah. it go away? Does the technology die? What else? Yeah. What or, else can you use that those frequencies for? Or you take WGOG and the frequency they own, but you broadcast it across the world. I mean, that's what we're doing. Yeah. We I don't we don't have nothing like nope. they have. Mm-mm. They don't sound as good. We're not nope. as technical. There's no not, antenna to fall over in a tornado. Probably not near as smart as those folks up there. But that's guess right. what? There's probably people in Russia. 
Don't listen to this. That's right. You know, if you're in Russia, hit us up. That's right. So what's, South Cack Pod at gmail.com. South Cack Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> I love it, man. That's, that's a great email. So, anyway, well, yeah, it's going to be interesting because I'd be cool to own a radio station. Yeah, well, that was one of the reasons we wanted it in the portfolio, right? We don't have a radio station. Yeah. And just to be able to say, oh, I own a radio station. Yeah. But the ideas were to bring in and make it really local, bring in your your big act out of your hometown yeah. and, and put them in the studio. Or you just bring in anybody and everybody that right. is that had that's that has talent. Right. Right? Maybe like the station is that. It's the launch pad. Or what if we created the uh, X Factor AGT at a local level? Right. We talked about for years doing a shark tank at yeah. a local level. Yeah, yeah. Right? Let's put five guys in a room and and then you get um, one of the programs we came up with is you, you bring um, 15 te- uh, teams in or 15 people in. Right. You give them 15 minutes, and the best pitch gets the pot. So there's like a dollar amount. Mm-hmm. One problem, though, with that is, so have you ever used Fiverr or? I have. So, not Fiverr. There's 99 no, Design. Yeah, there's one where you, it's a minimum 200 bucks. Okay. And that's kind of what it is. And you, you, get, you tell them what you want. And then a bunch of people join in to try to win that 200 bucks based on design. So everybody submits their designs. You pick one design, that winner gets the 200 bucks. What I found in that process, though, is what if none of them are worth 200 bucks? You still got to pick one, mm-hmm. and you're not really getting what. So that's the problem I see. Well, with that's, that. where, that's where your disclaimer comes in. Yeah. Or there's a vetting process. Yeah, you vet them out mm-hmm. where there's a bunch of good Like ones. you know you've got three or four out of 15 yeah. that, that could, could use the so capital now, injection. I'll tell you what I would do. What I would do with this company with the designs is say you pay the 200 bucks, but you get like, a, you get like six $80 designs, mm-hmm. right? You pick the best one, and then you hit the dude up best low him, and you say, hey, look, sorry you didn't win, but hey, I'll give you 50 bucks for the work you did. Mm-hmm. They already did the work. That's right. Yeah. They're like, shit, I'll take your 50 bucks. Then you here, hit, here's the file. Then you hit up number three. Hey, I'll give you 50 bucks for what you did. Sorry you didn't win, but here, here's something. Mm-hmm. So I end up spending 400 bucks, but I got six designs. You divide that out. It didn't cost me $200 per design, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I guess you could do kind of the same thing with that, especially if you vetted them. If there was like six great ideas or companies or startups, and you said, here's the pot, Pick the one that wins, but then you go to number two and say, hey, man, we really liked your idea, too. Yeah. You know, sorry you didn't win the pot, but we'd be happy to back you in some way, maybe some equity in the deal. Sure. Well, it's just not the place for that. I think the harder part is finding five guys that want to throw in X amount of dollars each yeah. to, to have a... I think a better, I think, honestly, a better solution for that would be something like me and you had talked about back in the day where you have an incubator. Mm-hmm. You build a great space. It's really cool to hang out. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in these young guys that have dreams and aspirations, don't know business, don't know startup, don't know capital raising. They yep. don't. They don't know any of these yep. things. You bring them in. Yep. You say, "Hey, hey, let's build a team. Here's your space. You can use it." Yep. You know. And you find them. So they've got 90 days to come up with their their idea. Start cranking out some code. Yep. And yep. then you find a, a building. And then you put them in the building and lease it to them because you're already on. This is the idea we did in Seneca when you had the corner building across yep. from Kiwi Brewing. We're going to fill it with smart people. 
And then we're going to start buying all the real estate all the way down to the Ramcat district. And you lease it to the... And so so Tony Shea did this. And he used to own Zappos, sold it to Amazon. And so we visited his facility in Las Vegas is where we got this idea for Oconee. And we never, we never came to fruition with it. But what he did was he had a, a board outside of his office. And if you were on staff or working at his co-work space, renting from whatever, you have put an idea and stuck it to the board. Well, every, right. every day he'd just go by his board and just pull one. Look at the idea, and then he'd meet with you. And if you sold him, he'd be like, okay, we're going to get you going, and in 90 days, you're going to go in this spot. You've got six months to get out of the red and into the black. And if you're not in the black in six months, yeah. I'm sorry, we're still friends, but you're out. Next idea. Gotcha. That's a, it was a that phenomenal be, idea yes, if you had a demographic. super tough for tech, though. Well, it doesn't have to be tech. It can right, be, it could be whatever. I agree, because tech... Yeah, and that would work awesome for like... It could be retail, it could be bakery, yeah. it could be art studios, so gallery. So who, who does the build-out? So the, I, it's two business models, right? You have the idea, and not only are you putting them into space, you're taking a percentage of that business. Right. So you don't own 100% of your business anymore. You own X. I'm going to put you in the space. Right. You make the business happen. Then the whole flip side of that is there's a real estate deal on the backside that they're always getting in lease. Yeah. Whether it's from them or a new tenant, you're not signing a year lease. And I guess if the business works the out, concept. they move on to a bigger space. That's right. You still have a cut of the business mm-hmm. and then you move somebody else in your spot. So we left his office and we went and ate at the at a diner or bakery. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what. It, it what, came out of there or something? Yeah. And so she'd been there for three years and singing, I would have never got to do this if I didn't yeah. have the ability. So I'd go in and build a space out for her. So what I found here locally in small town is everybody wants their own business, Yeah. but nobody either, they don't know how to build out a space yeah. or they don't have the wherewithal or the funds to do it. So we started building businesses and selling the businesses and keeping the real yeah, estate. Yeah, that's exactly what you did. So, But you could have done the same thing if you'd have found somebody that wanted to open a tap room and you said, hey, look, tell you what, you got a great idea, mm-hmm. which you had the idea. Mm-hmm. You were the guy that, Sold yourself sure. on. Yeah. There was somebody else. There's no place to get a craft beer here. Like think about think how strange that is now. Now Wahala has become a drinking town with a parking problem. <laughs> yeah, it really has. So, but yeah, yeah. But when you think about beer, nobody can walk into this space and see a tap room. When I think about a craft beer in this town, I think of two places. Mm-hmm. They don't even. That's right. They don't even register. It's right. here or the garage. Yeah, that's no two. Doubt. That's two places I think about. Yeah, but. So a lot of people don't have that vision, or they want to and can't for whatever reason. They yeah. don't have the time, or they don't want to pay the rent for the six months the it risk. takes to build out. And the risk is they usually don't the biggest take thing. The risk. Yeah, the risk is the biggest thing. And so what we learned was, especially if we owner finance the business, <clears throat> right? That's the smart play. Yeah, I'll build the business. And in one instance, we uh, did the proof of concept, so we ran it for twelve months, opened up the books, yep, and then did a. Really, very simple business equation. Here's what it's worth, you know, three times EBITDA, whatever. Yep. Here's the cash flow, and it works, and it's a lendable deal. Here you but go, I'll also, and I'll charge you rent, but I'll also finance it for you with a little bit down. Yep. And then the tap room was like, we didn't even get a chance to do proof of concept. It was open you did two, for, two months. Yeah, but and you knew then it was good I knew enough. it would work. We were first yeah. to market, and yeah. that was key. But it was, uh, my attorney comes to me, he's like, hey, you ever thought about selling a tap room? I was like, let me show you how easy it is yes. to own your own. Because right. I love the creative side, and we've talked about that a lot already. But I, I really like going in there and seeing a, a still vi- a viable working business. Right. So the, the model works. Yeah. So that's, he's speaking of the tap room that is right next door to us. 
West and Co. We've had several of their commercials. Commercials. Hashtag. That's right. Or not hashtag. What is that? Quote, unquote. Quote, quote unquote. Commercials. We free. Free love. Mm-hmm. So. You'd think they give us free beer. Yeah. They're, it's, it's, <laughs> it's great that they're convenient. That's right. And usually they come see us. Yeah. We haven't seen the. Liz is not oh, that's working right. today. She's not working yeah. today. Liz oh, is our girl that always. That's why I got an empty glass. That's right. Would you like a bottle of great quality water? <clears throat> no, I'm good. Valley? So we good? That was, that was a yeah. <clears throat> good talk. Yeah, we'll label this advertising and yeah, that small was business. Some good info. We need, for sure, need to uh, grab Brandon Kessler in here from the radio station. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to know how that works. Open up, peel this back a little yes. bit and dig deeper i would love to do that and then like bounce what i know to be true versus that world which i have no idea about you know what i'm saying and kind of you know i don't know how that would play out but i'm sure it'd be interesting i've never seen anything done like that where you know i follow a lot of guys that talk about the new modern media but they don't they don't see both they don't talk about both sides of it yeah, so what's next, right? So I had I heard somebody ask um, Gary, and he's like, so what's after TikTok? I'm already on TikTok. And I go, like, what's after that? Where do I spend my money? He's like, dude, I don't know what's next, yeah. but I know what's now and what's relevant. Get after it, yeah. Don't worry about what's next. That's if right. you know it's relevant today, use that. Yeah. Is newspaper relevant today? For some markets, yes. It is, yeah. Is TikTok where to be? Yes, because it's very relevant. Instagram, yeah. yes. But nobody knows what's going to come next. Yeah. Yep. So you know, I think the, the advantage to the TikToks and the whatever of the world. Do you have a TikTok? I do. And TikTok, let me tell you, I'll tell you my philosophy on TikTok or what my hypothesis is on that. I think they would they would grow you fast in the beginning to get you hooked. Hmm. You know, versus like... I don't have a TikTok. I'm not even familiar with the platform. Other than, I mean, I get the concept, but... Yeah, they they have a different model. So on Instagram, you follow the people you want to follow type of deal. And then you can be discovered through hashtag or or story. Uh, TikTok's not like that. You can follow people, but their main page has nothing to do with your followers. It's just randomness. All over the place. And then what they do is they figure out real fast what you like and they feed you that. So their AI is smarter than most. Way platforms. smarter. Way st- I don't know if it's smarter. They use it. So on Instagram, they're trying to do AI versus who you want to see that you follow. Whereas TikTok's like, no, we're not going to show you people you follow. You know, you say that, but if I've got uh, 1,200 followers on Instagram, I only see like four feed, four people from my followers. Or either they're not posting. I mean, I, if 1,200 is my number, yeah. right, then they're not posting. That's not true. Right. But what happens with so what happens with Instagram is they don't show you that in the way in the in in the way that it was posted. So for instance, you follow me, you follow Hugh, you follow George. I post, Hugh post, George post. You're not going to see it in that order. Yeah. Their algorithm is going to change around and say, "Hey, every time Jared sees one of Hugh's posts, he really likes it. We're going to show him that one first. And then it could be so and so, so and so. I could be like 40 down, even though I just posted. Yeah, I'm into Reels so much on Instagram. Right now, yeah. I rarely go to my feed anymore. So Reels is, or do you watch, 
I guess it is reels. Is reels where they send you like this is like random people not you don't even follow. Yeah, that's right. It's just stuff. But, you, but obviously they're paying attention to what I'm looking at because I see airplanes, yes. trout fishing, fly so fishing. So that's exactly what mm. TikTok did. Gotcha. But that's their that is their core app. Whereas you go on Instagram and then you go to reels. There, when you open up TikTok, it is the reels, and they feed it to you just like that. Where it's it's the interest you like and has nothing to do with who you follow. Which is brilliant. I did when TikTok first, when people first started talking about it, I was like, you know, I need to kind of play with this a little bit. So I started a, a TikTok page, posted a couple videos. I'd take snippets out of some of my videos. I'd post them that I thought was cool. I actually made a couple reels slash TikTok style videos that were like vertical, posted a couple of those, and, I, and like that, like 5,000 followers, which tells me that. I think they take you. Interesting. Yes. I think they take you and like really push you in. And then you get 5,000 followers. He's like, oh man, I made it. And you so monetize then, TikTok like you can. No, no it's not right. The way you monetize TikTok is. Direct the, them to the, go somewhere else. Well, it's the viewers. So the more eyeballs you have, the you more value. You can definitely monetize TikTok. Yeah, but not through the app itself. So the TikTok's not going to pay you. So you get advertisers that like your following and like your content. Yes. And they pay you. Right. Yeah. I got a buddy, his wife, he, that's what she does. She makes more on TikTok. I know her monthly number, and it blew like 17 grand a month. Yeah. And she's maybe 30. Yeah. So it's all brand deals. I'm just like, wow. So you just align with a brand that fits, you know, you're, they're, the demographic they're looking for is the people who watch you and you and you guys align with a, within the industry or whatever. And then they just pay you. For X amount of posts or whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. Which really, that's the model everywhere. It is. Um, you know, you can do the same model. That's where influencers started, yes. right? You yeah. Know, I got more followers the than advan- most. The, adv- the advantage, though, like to YouTube, is you're actually making revenue on the content through YouTube, and you got your brand deals separate. Yeah. Well, we'll have an influencer uh, on our list. She is on our list. She is uh, pretty massive and located cool. in South Carolina. Right on. Uh, that'd, be, so, that'd be a cool and love to get her take on where that's going and what platforms right. are working best so really we stayed on topic today Kyle with Pretty advertising good. really so this was uh, I hope this was useful for some people and uh, or all people but if uh, if you have topics that you like or want to hear us talk about we're pretty well versed in just about anything <laughs> that's right reach out so what's the email give us a follow email us if you want to southcacpod at gmail.com I like it thanks for your time today brother yeah thank you that's it folks y'all have a good dinner tonight we will (laughs) you didn't see that (laughs) you didn't see that